your turn to... Oh, is it for me? Consider yourself fired. Why are you winking at me? Consider yourself fired. Hello, and welcome to the JT and Drew Show. I'm JT. And I'm Drew. And we're two nobodies talking about nothing. Nothing. Consider yourself fired. Well, hey, bud. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank you for inviting me back, especially hey. after last time. <laughs> well, uh, just don't uh, don't let the producers lock the door again, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. That uh, sounded messy. <laughs> it was like, uh, like I was throwing tomatoes up against the wall or something. Make a pizza. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <clears throat> a little Chef Boyardee behind doors, huh? Hey, what happens behind closed doors gets recorded on this show. So That's what I'm talking about. So, um, <clears throat> what do you have in store for us uh, this episode? You know, I think this one, or this particular topic, may be a little short. Okay. As far as, you know, not getting in too much into um, the weeds of it, but just kind of staying... Uh, about what ten thousand feet up, trying to trying to get the big perspective. Okay, uh, yeah, sure. But the topic of interest is the one that's happening now. I mean, the date of this recording, um, which is the Uvalde uh, shooting. Yeah, yeah, that um, was very unfortunate. Very unfortunate, and you know, our hearts go out to everyone down there in Uvalde, and. You know, we wanted to get that out on the show, and that um, we can't imagine what anybody's going through, um, especially those kids. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and we just, you know, <coughs> wanted to to say that, you know, you know, this is a small show, but we're here if anybody needs to reach out or talk about anything, and you yeah, know, we'll definitely listen. Absolutely, you know, and and I know you and I. Um, you know, we have our own views on guns and gun control and all that stuff, but, uh, you know, no matter where you stand on the issue, um, it's never, never okay when something like this happens. Um, you know, people go out and they make bad decisions and do things like this and it's not, um, it's not called for, it's not, uh, justified, it's not anything. Um, and, uh, you know, they definitely don't represent uh all the all the other people out there no um, and it's unfortunate you know that <clears throat> many times there's red flags or um you know people are trying to get help or not trying to get help or not seeing the signs or seeing the signs and not reporting or whatever the case um you know that would that would help these situations you know maybe not necessarily be a hundred percent preventable but you know, could kind of put somebody on the trail before it gets that far down. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of stuff has come out with um, who's done what and, you know, people shouldn't have done certain things at certain times or they should have made a smarter decision within the moment. And I believe uh, from what I've researched and seen and everything – but I believe it was an off-duty Border Patrol agent who went in there and took care of the situation. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. <clears throat> and, you know, God bless that man. 
because yeah. his child was in that school. Yeah, and I mean, it, it could have been, you know, who knows? It could have been worse. There could have been more casualties. There could have been any number of things happen uh, if it didn't get stopped, at least to, at the point that it did get stopped. Exactly, yeah. If so, I'm not mistaken, he also, um, the gentleman that went in there and stopped it, also uh, was wounded. I don't think it was anything serious, but I think he did, I don't know if he got grazed or... or Whatever the case, but I think he did take on some uh, fire from the the shooter. Really? Okay. I I didn't. I have to double I didn't check read that. that. Yeah, I didn't hear that or see that. But uh, if if he did, as a parent, um, it would have been well worth it. So. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> and not saying that I hope uh, anything bad happens to. Um, anybody but as a parent if i was in that situation i think i would have made the same call he did you don't you're not there to protect your life you're there to save others right you kind of got to look at the um not i don't know what to call it not the the greater cause the bigger picture i don't know the um it's uh, i don't know how to say without it sounding the wrong way necessarily but it's it's more than you it's bigger than you right it's definitely bigger than you <clears throat> that's not the wrong way to say it and you know, i think that's, that's something that we we get kind of ingrained in us from the military side of our our lives you know is you're doing something that's bigger than you you're out there you're part of a cause that not saying that you're hey put me in coach i'm ready to go just die but you have the understanding that if something were to happen you would be potentially intervening on behalf of a whole lot of other people who aren't. Right, yeah. And And, putting yourself in harm's way. I guarantee you those border agents, the sheriff's departments, the SWAT team, everybody has taken that oath to make that ultimate sacrifice. Yep. And know the consequences of their actions. Mm -hmm. So, um, but there's been... Uh, you know articles and everything that want to try to push blame and and um yeah uh, lots of finger pointing yeah there's one where one of the teachers opened up the back door and just a few moments later he walked in and you know there's in situations like that you're just not you're not gonna think oh my gosh active shooter you're you're not um i don't i don't no one knows why that teacher opened up the back door except the fact that she heard a wreck or she heard a crash and that was it yeah but then you have the other side of it too where excuse me where they're talking about uh i forget how many officers they said were either in the hallway or, or on the outside of the building ready to go in but that they were being told by their commander or whoever was in charge to stand by yeah, and and it, oh, go ahead. I think at that point, if you're ready to go, and somebody says, "We'll stand down," they're they're in a holding position or they're barricaded or whatever. I don't know. Like you know, I'm not in that situation. I can't speak for those guys, but I yeah. think I would have to break orders and continue with what I was doing because it's the kids. Yeah, and and like you said, not in the position. <clears throat> 
can't really, you know, I can't say, oh, yeah, well, without a doubt, I would have done X, Y, or Z because I've never been put in that position. Yeah. You know, I, I can't say with certainty. However, like you just said, hit the nail on the head. I think you have to, if you're on the ground and you're there, you kind of have to assess that situation. And, you know, it's not like, well, it's just a a suspect in a uh, vacant building who's barricaded himself. All right, yeah, let's wait him out. You know, you've got a classroom full of kids. You've got other classrooms. You've got walls that rounds can go through potentially or, or what have you. So much collateral damage that can take place. You, not to say need to disobey orders necessarily, but you, you it's, what comes across my mind is the, uh, what's that adage? Like shoot first or no, not shoot first. I'm sorry. Um, whatever act and ask for forgiveness later. Yeah. Kind of, kind of thing, you know, Hey, you know what? We need to make an executive decision. We need to go in there, stop this guy. We can apologize for it later. I'll take whatever. Yeah. Whatever blame comes down, whatever. Yeah. 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 As a supervisor, you would say, I'll take the blame. You guys will not get any, um, um, negative impact from this this will all be put on me but let's right yeah i mean even if you can save one life you know that's one more or one less casualty yeah um but again easy for us to say you know in hindsight and whatnot we're not in that position but it's just something that comes to mind it does and and it's on everybody's mind you know like this is it's again at the time of this recording this is still fresh this is still talked about it's still in the news everybody's still upset about it and again our hearts go out to the people of uvalde who who have to deal with this so i mean we can again anybody can sit there and say well i could do this or i would have done this and and would you have i mean in that situation would you have if you know who you are and you know the kind of person you are then yeah maybe you would have but you know, when put in a stressful situation like that, you know, you, you've got to weigh your options. Again, as a parent, there's there's no weight to that option except save the children. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you have to be a parent to make that decision. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you you know that all those little people in there, they have their whole lives ahead of them. I'm 35 years old. I've lived my life, you know, ultimately. And if I can take out the suspect, but something happens to me, then so be it. So that's a little, a little topic. And and, and I kind of want to kind of gear it towards um, the other issue that's happening along with this. And I know you had said it earlier we know we're not going to talk about this but i kind of do want to talk about um gun control because again it is brought up it's a hot topic i think we we've kind of skirted on this on one of our episodes in season one where what this is this is a situation it's a terrible situation that's happened yeah and but is gun control needed for this type of situation or any type of future situations? Well, I, I think right off the bat, we have gun control. 
we have the background checks that those are conducted anytime you go to purchase a firearm there isn't a place where you can go a store a a certified FFL firearms dealer where you will go to purchase a gun whether it's a pistol rifle shotgun <clears throat> where they will not do a background check now if I purchase a gun and then I sell it to you well yeah I'm not necessarily doing a background check I don't have that capability I'm not whatever that's a different story but as far as going and purchasing these through again a firearms dealer where you go to Academy Sports or Walmart if they're selling a shotgun or something or what your local gun store they do the background checks they do the age verification and it's not the store just doing a check I mean it it's I think it goes uh, a check through the FBI or, or something it's bigger than just oh let me do my little hey look I put a check in the box I did a background check you seem like a cool dude yeah or a cool gal um, so those things are already in place the age limits are in place there's all these things in place and then there are things that make it illegal right you if you have or are in possession or own and you're not of age okay well that's illegal if you decide to go on a shooting rampage that's illegal it's to me I see it as the these shootings these uh, mass shootings uh, whatever you want to label them they're very unfortunate and there's no need for them at all however well not however to that however um, I don't think you need to punish the masses that are responsible um, you sent me that article from the uh, Canadian government talking to their people yeah <clears throat> Justin and, Trudeau. Uh, yeah and Trudeau was telling his people he said you know that he was wanting to uh, ban or put a freeze on the sale of all guns, handguns, rifles, shotguns, whatever. And their ammunition. And their ammunition. And he said, he said, you know, and he admitted that the majority of the people there are responsible owners. And he said, but the reality is that, you know, people don't need an AR-15 or, you know, large caliber, max capacity, whatever, high capacity. Assault style stuff, weapon. Assault style weapons to go hunting or to this or that. And they certainly don't need them to protect themselves. Yeah, that's where I would have had to cut him off and say, due to the current circumstances, I do need to protect myself. Now, whether it's a handgun or... As the fearless leader said, just grab a shotgun, you know. Yeah. Well, and who who are they to tell me that I don't need that pr to protect myself? Because yeah. they have armed details. So then you should get rid of your armed detail. You don't need that to protect yourself. Yeah, you're more in the spotlight than I am. But, you know, just have them carry knives or have them do karate. Yeah, you know, if you don't know how to uh, grapple somebody on the ground, you know, I guess you're SOL. Because if, if all of the law-abiding citizens <clears throat> forfeit their rights, and, and I know I was talking about Canada, but back to the U.S., if all of the law-abiding citizens forfeit their rights, get rid of their weapons, and the 
non-law-abiding citizens, the bad guys, are going out and committing these crimes anyway, you're going to have more victims, less people shooting back and stopping these guys, and more victims that couldn't defend themselves. Right. Because, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to not stop you. I, I am going to interrupt you. Um, yeah, I'm used the to response it. time, I know the response time for when you call 911, they get to the dispatcher, the dispatcher puts in the, um, information to whether it's the police department or fire and medical, whoever needs to be EMTs that takes time. So their response time could be anywhere between two minutes to 15 minutes, depending on where these officers or whatever are located. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but in a intense situation like that, two minutes, just two minutes is a lifetime of waiting. Oh, yeah. Two minutes. I, mean, um, I, remember, talking doing about some, I remember doing some training with security forces dudes. On one of my deployments, and they they put you basically you're fighting, you're you're fighting with somebody else, and you've got to go for two minutes. Mm-hmm. And as the two minutes progress, right, you start off okay, hey, you're at thirty seconds, you're at a minute, whatever. Now you're fighting two people, and then they throw a third person. They just keep throwing people in there, and you are exhausted by the end of the two minutes. Oh yeah. So, and if you've ever run a race or did like track or cross country or pt test whatever i mean two minutes is a long time when you're you know fighting for your life basically (laughs) on a pt test yes heck yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah i mean time slows down when you uh, your adrenaline is kicking in you're Mm -hmm. trying to keep a level head you're not trying to freak out too much and two minutes is you know, the, what these leaders are going to say, well, the best thing for you to do is just run. Okay. What about grandma on a wheelchair? What about, mm-hmm. what about, you know, a really large what man who can't, can't run? What if you can't seek shelter or cover? I mean, look at this exact situation with the school shooting. What if the shooter comes into your place of business, your home, your school, whatever the case, and they're in the same room as you? Yeah. Where are you going to run? Where are you going to yeah. hide? You know, in, in this latest one is, is a school shooting, right? Mm-hmm. There was one uh, not too far after this that was in Oklahoma. I don't remember the town's name. Again, a terrible situation. I think a total of eight individuals were, mm-hmm. well, seven were injured. I think one had passed away. Again, our hearts go out to those folks as well. But that's an open area. That was an outdoor festival for Memorial Day. I mean, yeah, okay, you've got places to run, but... Well, look at the Las Vegas uh, concert shooting. Oh, That happened gosh. back, what, 2014, was it? 2015, somewhere around there? Somewhere <clears throat> around there, yeah. Now, I, I think what kind of trips people up, too, when it comes to these types of debates or arguments or topics, whatever, um, is you get people politicians uh, in particular that will talk about these things and they don't necessarily fully understand or have all the facts um, about these weapons and they just start spewing off information whatever they think they know or what they've heard and it kind of 
I don't want to say puts into fear-mongering, but it, it plays into the disinformation game. Because yeah. you've got, like, Trudeau was talking about, you know, these assault-style rifles are are not meant for hunting, that they are meant for killing people. Well, I mean, again, newsflash, um, they're all... The, the legal ones are semi-automatic. And for those that don't know, semi-automatic, all that means is you pull the trigger and only one bullet comes out. Yeah. And then I release the trigger and then I pull it again and another bullet comes out. I can't hold the trigger down and, you know, it just goes bang, 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 bang. It's not a machine gun. It doesn't have a full automatic. It functions the same way as a handgun functions. Or as a shotgun. Or as a shotgun. <laughs> So it's, there's really no difference other than the size of it, the different caliber of, of round that you're using. Um, but it, it functions. You point it, you pull the trigger once, one round comes out. You pull the trigger again, another round comes out. So whether it's a rifle or a pistol or a shotgun, it really just depends on the shooter. How fast can they pull that trigger and how fast can they reload? Yeah, exactly. And if you've had that weapon for long enough and you're training with it and i mean even if you're in your room training with it you know unloading and loading real quick and you're putting the magazine in and taking it out and grabbing from your belt or from a pouch or from your pocket or whatever how how quick can you do that Mm -hmm. reload recharge the weapon and go again that is what it boils down to now again i'm not a hundred percent that we're going to catch all of these what they're calling mental issue patients or not patients uh, cases right, um, right we're not gonna we're not gonna catch them all I, I get that there's flaws in the system but it takes the community to identify the people who are going about who are not right who they need to they need to identify that person so then they can get help But at the same time, law enforcement is they've got to have their hands tied as far as what they can and can't do based off the law. Well, yeah, this isn't minority report. You know, I can't say, well, you know, a week from now, JT was planning on going and shooting up a school. So we're going to arrest him now. Yeah. Or Uh, he made a post online on some social media site, either whether it be Facebook or or snapchat or you know whatever these things are and saying oh well he said that he really hates the mall and he you know wouldn't mind if there was a disaster there or something you can't do right or posted pictures of his weapons or or whatever like you said their hands are tied until something is afoot yeah um they can't do anything and like you said it, it starts i think even more so than the community it starts at home Yes. Mom, dad, or grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, whoever is watching you as a child. uh, I'm saying child, you know, uh, 21 younger, 18 younger, whatever you are staying at home. Are they noticing signs? Do they, you know, yeah, my kid might be bipolar, but eh, whatever. Yeah. Or, oh, my kid, you know, is really struggling with these things. You know, maybe we need to see a therapist. Maybe we need to see the doctor, get diagnosed, not get diagnosed, whatever. Right. Instead of just letting stuff, well, you know, in a couple of years they'll be out of my house. Yeah. Well, let me clarify on what I meant by community. So your community would be the household first. Mm-hmm. But then it would be 
any friends or associates that that person may have because those are going to be the closest people to you. And then it goes to acquaintances that may know of this person who may know of something that happens Uh, on the backside. You know, uh, supposedly the uh, and and again, this is all hearsay. Um, The guy that uh, did the Uvalde shooting, he went into the woods and supposedly uh, did harm to animals. And he would go to parks and pick fights with people. Now, if people know that that's happening, then maybe they need to call that in. I.e. the community, friends, family, acquaintances, something. Again, the law enforcement is, is bound by the law to react to what people are doing. They cannot force somebody to go off of you know he said she said right and and this kind of goes back into um conversations that we've had in the past at work and and whatnot uh when you're dealing with difficult employees or or what have you but documentation is everything right if he's going and beating kids up after school or uh, i think i read a report where it said he had a, a sack of like dead kittens that he had just tortured and mutilated if this stuff is happening and the police are able to make reports on it, or law enforcement, whoever, be able to make reports on it, get it documented, get it in the system. When he goes to make that purchase, it should flag, and whoa, 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 he can't do this. He's got this record. He's got to wait X amount of years, or he can't ever do this, or whatever the situation is. But if there is no documentation, if nobody reports anything, hey, I just get beat up every day after school and I don't say anything, I don't speak up because I'm too scared or what have you, not putting the blame on the victim. But if you don't say anything, that stuff doesn't have the opportunity to get documented. Right. Now, there are some law enforcement that are not so great, you know, that maybe they just turn a blind eye and I really don't care, kids beating up kids, whatever. there's, There's bad apples everywhere. <clears throat> yep, there sure are. And like we said earlier, you know, finger pointing goes every direction. There's no perfect scenario. Um, but that stuff has to be documented. The systems are in place. I just don't think they're necessarily being used to their full potential. I agree. I don't think they are as well. But, um, I mean, if nobody knows about it, then we can't utilize the full potential of what's already out there. Yeah. So absolutely, but yeah, this one just kind of hit home. Um, I thank the producers for letting us hop on for just a little bit and just kind of giving our two cents out there again to everybody in uh, Uvalde, uh, people in Oklahoma, and and anywhere that this has happened. You know, our hearts go out to you. We see it. We watch it. We feel for you. Um, and it, it, for me personally, it puts a fear that, you know, Uvalde, that was a small town. You know, right. that people seem to know, you know, not everybody knows everybody, but it, it was a tight-knit community. And we live in a small city, large town. And so... Then it comes into, well, when is it going to happen here? Not if. There's no more ifs. But when is it going to happen? And 
you know, you just kind of think, well, we do I need had, to be prepared? We just had Cinco de Mayo, um, the church right next door to my church, mm-hmm. where they had a, a teenager. They were having a Cinco de Mayo celebration outside in the parking lot, you know, had a band, all this good stuff. And this teenager randomly, apparently they say it was random, he didn't know anybody, and he's walking through the crowd stabbing people. Oh my goodness. And I think they ended up sending like five people to the hospital, and luckily it wasn't anything major. They had some uh, uh, off-duty um, sheriff's deputies there that were able to apprehend the guy. But it, again, like you said, it could happen anywhere, it could happen anytime. That one wasn't particularly a shooting, but it was just a random dude who showed up to a Cinco de Mayo celebration at a church parking lot, just stabbing people. Why? You know, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it, I don't think people should get complacent and people shouldn't just brush it off like, oh, well, that's not going to happen here. Or, well, you know, somebody else will protect me. Y- you really got to start considering thinking about how do I protect myself? How do I protect my family? Yeah. How do I protect my friends, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's a big one. I mean, maybe you don't have, maybe you're like us, military town. You get stationed here. You don't know nobody, but, you know, you find a good church or um, outdoor group or whatever to go out with on the weekends. And, you know, you, you find those things, and then all of a sudden this event happens. Again, that guy didn't even have a gun. He just had a knife. Yeah. So how do you protect yourself and how do you protect, how do you protect the others around you? And, you know, you've got to do what's best for you. If you don't believe in firearms, you know, more power to you. If you Yeah, definitely. If you want to get into some sort of karate class or mixed martial arts, jiu-jitsu, whatever it may be, and that's your outlet on how you're going to protect people, then by God, do it. And do it to the fullest. If you are into firearms and you're not afraid of things like that, I would say, and again, I'm not trying to put fear into anybody, but buy more rounds that you can, you know, buy your your target target shooting rounds and just go out and just practice. Practice, practice, practice. You know, I know down in, it's just outside of Fredericksburg, they have a course where you go and you do some training on how do you load your weapon faster? How do you get it out of your holster faster? How do you, and it's, it's like this tactical training. My brother went to it, said it was amazing. It's oh, three wow. days. It's like three days, and you, you get to hang out in Fredericksburg. He goes, that was the best part. He goes, but the course was really good too. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of opened his perspective on how do I get faster? How do I how do I be better? How do I have better timing and you know aim down aim down the line to get the get the perpetrator of this you know the suspect. Yeah. And and if that's the way you want to go, then you know do it. it. There's no right answer. There there's no right answer to stop this. I again like you. I don't think more gun control is the answer. I think these politicians are trying to calm people down. Um, sure. The the louder people, they're trying to calm those people down by implementing these control of firearms and weapons and distribution of ammo and buying and selling and all that. 
Um, I think they're trying to calm them down, but at the same time, they are, they're putting their people at risk for a higher casualty count. Yeah, they're, they're potentially making more victims. <clears throat> yeah, and so, again... I mean, look, uh, at, look at the prohibition period, right? You know, oh. alcohol was illegal. What did people do? They made speakeasies. They sure you did. Know, hey, we're still going to do it. We're just going to do it in secrecy. Mm-hmm. And there's no then you they do made about it, it legal. And and look at the drug on or the drug the war on drugs. Yeah. You know they're still illegal, yet people are still producing them. They're still selling them. They're still moving it, whether it's from the across the border or from this city to this city or in your own backyard. Who knows? But it's still happening. So I don't think getting any tighter on the restrictions or implementing more restrictions or saying, oh, well, we're going to make even deeper background checks or put a restriction on the guns. Shoot, you could restrict all of them. Mm-hmm. You could say, you know what? It's illegal to look at a gun. And I guarantee you there's still going to be another mass shooting. There's still going to be more gun crime because where there's a will, there's a way. And the bad guys are going to do bad guy things. They're going to procure those weapons and they're going to do bad things. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? You've already taken them away from the good guys, so you can't get stricter gun control. Yeah. And you're not funding your uh, police departments so they can respond faster. Yeah. I mean, look at um, crack, cocaine, uh, methamphetamine, you know, all these things. They're illegal. They still happen. They still kill a lot of people. People overdose. People buy from other people, sell to other people, produce it, whatever. It's illegal. How is making it more illegal going to keep it from happening? But the good guys aren't doing it. No. So, I don't know. That's just my two cents. I think uh, if we have anybody that's listening that um, would like to chime in, would like to provide a uh, different perspective or something maybe we haven't thought about, um, or would like to help us see it from... Your perspective, you know, definitely um, shoot us an email. Um, the uh, link will be in the description below. It's also at, at the end of the show. Yeah, it'll so. be at the end of the show. But I uh, <laughs> would be very interested to hear, um, you know, what other folks have to say. They really would. So please chime in. And hey, you know, give us a shout. Uh, we'll even put you on the show. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great opportunity. Um, if you'd like to be on the show and and you know make your voice heard and share your your thoughts and opinions with everyone else as well. Yeah. So, well, all right, man. Uh, I will catch you later. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. And uh, great topic. You know. Um, Again, very unfortunate, but I I think these conversations need to be had, so I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I agree. So uh, let's try and have more conversations that um, are not in this particular subject, but, uh, you know, are just as interesting. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, man. Well, we'll catch you later. All right. Bye, bye, bye. (laughs) As always, we'd like to say thank you for stopping by and listening to the podcast. Yeah, we realized that uh, you could have been doing anything uh, way more productive, but you chose to waste your time with us. We look forward to talking about absolutely nothing with you next time. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, please email us at jtandrewshow 
at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash JT Drew Show.